You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to another edition of NFL Reacts. I'm Steven Serta of Arrowhead Pride. NFL Reacts is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, We do not have justice today, but Kate is making her triumphant return. So me and Kate in week 18 of the NFL season, hopefully... You guys already won your fantasy championships and you got uh, heavy wallets right now. So in week 18, it's time for us to just have a little fun, play some daily lineups, try to navigate which players are actually going to be in the game and hope for some success. So we're going to try to help you guys take care of that on today's episode of NFL Reacts. So let's get right into it with the Saturday games. The Chiefs and Broncos got flexed to Saturday afternoon. Drew Locke is getting the start in this one as Denver placed Teddy Bridgewater on IR, effectively ending his season. And the Kansas City Chiefs are still alive for the first round by. They need some help from the Houston Texans on Sunday, but it's looking good if you want to deploy your Kansas City Chiefs this week because they are playing for something. I, I don't know how I feel about the Broncos, but let's get into the Chiefs side of the ball. I, I They're going to be without Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but Daryl Williams should get the start. and He's been an effective player, so I think you can play him in this game. And then you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, all, all your typical Chiefs players. All your typical studs, um, never without just a full full arsenal of weapons, uh, those Chiefs. But uh, I'm surprised that you didn't bring up Derek Gore here because I feel like uh, he's just going to be the hero of this game. Um, you know, like the Denver Broncos are not uh, necessarily a pushover defense and neither are the Chiefs. I think this could be kind of a low scoring, uh, gross divisional game. Uh this isn't a game where I really like, despite the number of studs, I'm not super psyched about playing assets on either side of these. Maybe unless you want uh, to roll with a tight end. Cause we've seen Noah Fant get some increased usage uh, with, with, you know, out Teddy Bridgewater, who apparently does not like Noah Fant. I don't know if they are, uh, you know, quarreling uh, for any specific reason, but um, kind of curious to get your thoughts because all of these Chiefs assets are, um, you know, always at the top of the price uh, and salary ranges over on DraftKings. Are you willing to spend up for them this week, given this opponent? I think I would for Travis Kelsey, and that's probably it. Um, you know, I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has kind of been down lately since he came back from the COVID list, you know, he had a game where they were limiting his snap counts and and he didn't get nearly what he normally runs. And then last week he just wasn't like super effective. And you know, the Chiefs struggled offensively in the second half of that game against the Bengals. They were fantastic in the first half, but Mahomes was really spreading the ball around. But I mean, this is kind of a statement game for the Chiefs, I think, going into the playoffs after that loss to the Bengals. So I think they're going to show up because there's still a scenario here where they could wind up sliding a little bit in the playoff seating. If they wind up losing this game somehow, like if drew lock somehow pulls off a major upset. Uh, So I I think they're going to show up and play hard and try to put up some points, but yeah, I I get what you're saying about the salary costs. So like if I was going to spend up on anyone, I think it would be Travis Kelsey just because uh, I feel like he's the most bankable at this point in the year. But I do also love the way they've been using Daryl Williams. Like Daryl Williams is a good player. He, he's he been super effective filling in for Clyde. And 
I, I love that you brought up Derek Gore. I love Derek Gore as a player and Every time he's gotten extended playing time this season, he's been. He effective. looks fantastic. I yeah, like. Uh, I love watching this dude play. Yeah, like he's a really good player, and so I, I root for Derek Gore a lot. You know, Andy Reid jokingly compared him to Gale Sayers in the preseason, <laughs> and obviously he's not that, but he's a really good football player, and he's been effective. So, like, if there is a scenario, like obviously if the Chiefs get up big in this one, there's in all likelihood, they're going to pull their starters early. So, you know, you could see a heavy dose of Derek Gore in the second half of this game or something like that if they, if they get up big uh, on Drew Locke. And, and I feel like the defense is pissed off after giving up a single-game record to Jamar Chase <laughs> last week. So it, I don't think it bodes well for Drew Locke, and, and I think the defense is going to be able to force some turnovers and stuff like that. So – I think this should be a blowout game where, yeah, a guy like Derek Gore might be a, a sneaky sleeper uh, for a, for a deep league play in some of your daily lineups. But I, I think that's the way to go. As far as the Broncos, I don't trust any of these guys. Uh, Noah no. Fant is coming off that big game, so maybe he's the guy you look at. And I like Javante Williams, and he had a monster game against the Chiefs the last time they played, but Melvin Gordon didn't play in that game. And they've both been kind of limited in practice this week. The Broncos' offensive line has been really bad lately, and all their pass catchers just aren't doing anything. I just don't love anybody for the Broncos this week. Well, and I think the difficult thing, too, about the Broncos is that they've got a lot of different offensive weapons. And uh, I, we've seen throughout the season, uh, just as one player has a good week, uh, it rotates to the next and the next and the next. Um it, it, I can just see this this game being a little uh, gross for fantasy production. Uh, like I said about, uh, you know, the Chiefs in terms of like the salaries, um, I did want to bring up Patrick Mahomes because I do think he's, uh, you know, obviously um, he's Mr. Clutch. Uh, but in their last three meetings uh, has thrown for uh, 30 or fewer pass attempts in two out of those last three outings. Um, two touchdowns, one interception over those three games. Uh, so over the last two seasons, we just haven't seen, um, you know, a ton of production from Patrick Mahomes against this divisional rival. Uh, week 13 was their last meeting. He completed 15 passes, 184 passing yards and one interception. So, you know, it did end up with a rushing touchdown on the day. So that kind of helped you, but I just think everybody's ceiling in this game is capped uh, unless you kind of want that safety of Travis Kelsey, like you said. Uh, but even he hasn't been totally immune to the the down weeks this year. It's been tough. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has actually struggled against this Broncos defense and specifically like in the Vic Fangio era. And obviously that's what Fangio does. That That's his thing. He's going to dial up defensive game plans. But... You know, the Broncos are probably going to be without Patrick Sertan Jr. in this game, and Kareem Jackson is done for the season. So they're, they're a little bit banged up in the secondary, but they also have a deep secondary. So, a, again, like, it's Mahomes. I think the Chiefs are angry at, after losing last week and, and probably blowing the first round by. But there's probably more cost-effective quarterbacks that you could get into your lineup. I am... The Broncos are a curious team and, you know, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers going to Denver or Russell Wilson not being happy in Seattle. Like the Broncos are going to be in the quarterback market this offseason and with their offensive weapons, like as far as dynasty goes, like I love Jerry Judy. I, I love Cortland Sutton. I love Noah Fant. I love Javante Williams, but they have to get a quarterback. And I, I don't know what they're going to do this offseason because Teddy Bridgewater and now Drew Locke has basically made all these young pass catchers like totally ineffective for most of the season. And it's really frustrating because you watch Jerry Judy and you're like, that guy is so good. Like he is open and he he's he could be a fantastic player. And he struggled in his first two years in the NFL, partly because of quarterback play. Like if they can't get Russell Wilson, it seems more and more unlikely that Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay. Like if Kirk Cousins is out there, I'd be interested in seeing him go to Denver because like we've seen Kirk be an effective quarterback when the pieces are right around him. And 
I think that's a really enticing offense. I just don't know what they're going to be able to do quarterback wise this offseason for those guys. That's been uh, the million dollar question or multi-million dollar question for the Broncos for a very long time. And though there are some possibilities on the horizon in 2022, uh, I'm to the point I'm not holding my breath uh, for these Broncos to secure the quarterback position because you know what? It just hasn't worked out to this point. But uh, let's let's move on to our second game, which is going to be a bit more of a question mark. Uh, At least the Chiefs here have something to play for. Uh, we've got the Dallas Cowboys. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have secured a playoff berth. Uh, they could be resting their starters. I don't believe we've gotten full confirmation from Nick Sirianni as to what his plan is for his starting lineup. But it, you have to imagine that if they play, it's not going to be a full allotment of snaps. Uh, but what do we expect from the Cowboys? What do we expect just a, across the board from this outing? Because there are so many big question marks. Yeah, obviously the Cowboys are not going to have Michael Gallup in this game as he tore his ACL last week. He's done for the season, Such a bummer. unfortunately. Yeah, he's added into free agency, a spectacular young wide receiver who was set to get a big payday, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that kind of shapes up for him. And really intriguing option for the Kansas City Chiefs, if I do say so myself. But yeah. Jerry Jones claims the Cowboys are playing their starters in this game and they are attacking it like a normal week. And so if Jerry says that, I I tend to believe him because Jerry calls the shots for Dallas. So with the Eagles probably resting a lot of starters, and I believe they already ruled Miles Sanders out for this game. He's dealing with an injury and he's been banged up all year. Um, Jalen Hurts has kind of been in and out of practice as he's been banged up, but if they want to try to win this game, I would assume that he's going to play. So I don't think you can trust anybody for the Philadelphia Eagles this week. You know, Nick Sirianni said they're planning on playing their starters, but I don't know how much I trust that. And, you know, what if they just get them out there for the first quarter of the game and then say, okay, we're, we're, we're going to get away from this because we don't want to get anybody hurt. We know we're in the playoffs and we can't really improve ourselves all that much. So I, I think you have to avoid the Eagles in your lineup. I guess you could take a chance on like a Jordan Howard or a Boston Scott and, and bank that they wind up being like the lead backs in this one. I, I just don't think that I can trust it. If And the Cowboys – I mean, I want to start Dak. I want to start CeeDee Lamb. I want to start Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz. But uh, I, I just don't know. This is a much tougher game to gauge compared to the the Broncos and the Chiefs, where we know the Chiefs are definitely playing for something. And neither of these teams is really looking to improve their playoff situation all that much. Yeah, and this, this kind of awkward, like, in-between where, um, you know, maybe it – Maybe they play, maybe they don't. This is where I'm, you know, maybe if I'm trying to look for some salary cap relief, um, I might go with one of these lower tiered players like, um, you know, a a Boston Scott, who's still uh, not as, as uh, not the most inexpensive option this week, but uh, just looking for some of these fill in guys, maybe a Quez Watkins who could emerge um, as, as the primary target in this outing because he, he's not quite Devonta Smith just yet. Uh, just finding some of these guys that uh, might see some extended playing time uh, that that could be just nice values. Uh, play that like uh, spin the wheel uh, and you have to hope it lands on the right guy. But uh, the potential is absolutely there for uh, some nice values in any of these games where the starters are in question. Yeah, I, I think that you just kind of have to uh, avoid a game like this and you know it helps that this game is on Saturday evening so you know if you're just playing Saturday specific lineups or something like that you can kind of zone in on the Chiefs and Broncos game and you know if you want to play a full slate lineup then I would just totally avoid the the second Saturday game in this one because I, I just don't trust that you're going to get a full snap count from, from anybody on either of these teams, really. So it, it, it's tough to bank on the Cowboys as much as you want to this week. But the uh, another game where we know for sure there's going to be uh, a lot of starters at the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, since he's already said that it's going to rest its starters, they, they can't play for much. Like they could improve their playoff seating 
a little bit, but it, it's super unlikely that they would somehow find themselves in a buy situation. And Baker Mayfield is done for the season, so it's going to be Case Keenum versus Brandon Allen in this game. But Zach, Zach Taylor did say earlier this week that they're still considering playing Jamar Chase and giving him some snaps in this game because he's firmly in the rookie of the year conversation. So if you want to take a chance on Jamar Chase coming off that monster game, I guess you can. I, I just think I would probably avoid this game altogether as well. Yeah, I'm I'm not a uh, huge fan. Again, some of these guys might emerge as uh, some just salary cap relief type players. Uh, there is one, one guy in this game I'm considering. I'll bring him up in my, my pick three, uh, later in the segment, but just kind of grossness across the board. Uh, both of these teams, like it, the Bengals, um, you know, they, they do have, uh, some incentive to, to rest up, get healthy Joe Burrow. We saw him go down briefly, uh, at the close of week 17. So, uh, you know, we're keeping an eye on that. Maybe they want to make sure, um, they're, there is no issue. I think it was a knee, uh, making sure that there's no no further issue there as they look to make this playoff push. But kind of interesting, like if the Chiefs were to lose this game, which they probably won't, uh, Patrick Mahomes is undefeated, or yeah, undefeated against uh, the Broncos in his career. Um, but if they were to lose this game and there were to be this huge upset, uh, the Bengals technically could still be in play for the number one seed. So I do wonder if that would uh, change change any of their plans and maybe they would want to squeak uh, some more of these starting assets in there. But it, it it's definitely um, shaky ground regardless of, of how you're approaching. Yeah, I mean, I think they could still win this game with Brandon Allen is the quarterback. Uh yeah, Samaj P. Ryan might be a guy that, that you look is a cost-effective player to get into your lineup. Joe Mixon was placed on the COVID list and was already ruled out, so he is certainly not going to play. And, you know, Nick Chubb is expected to be active in this game. So since it's Case Keenum, who Case Keenum's like a serviceable backup quarterback. He's not the worst backup quarterback in the world. So I don't think it is a drastic downgrade, especially based on the way that Baker Mayfield has been playing lately, which has just been absolutely awful to watch. And I'm kind of glad that he's having shoulder surgery because he just needs to be done for the year. But again, this is just a, a rough game, but we do have a couple of NFL reacts polls to get to, and they both kind of have to do with Bengals rookie wide receiver, Jamar chase, who has just emerged as a total superstar player this season, uh, which player will win rookie of the year. Jamar Chase, of course, leading the way with over 70% of the vote. Mac Jones coming in at number two with 26% of the vote. And Kyle Pitts in last place with just about 4% of the vote. I totally agree with that. Uh, I, I don't think that anybody deserves it over Jamar Chase based on what he's done this season. You know, based on that, that performance last week against the Chiefs, in my opinion, just totally sealed it for him. Yeah, I mean, the just the Bengals across the board. So fun to watch, like absolutely incredible. Uh, look at what LSU has done, like pat on the back to LSU, two wide receivers coming out in back-to-back -back classes, smashing the rookie receiving records. Um, I, I think just with all of that and the tremendous upside that Jamar Chase has shown, it's really hard to put that in anybody else's hands. Mac Jones, I've been a huge fan of him this season, been uh, very happy with uh, his performance as a rookie, but um, did he change the landscape of the Patriots as a whole? I don't think as significantly as Jamar Chase changes that Bengals team. Um, you know, that we've made the joke a million times, Panay Sewell uh, couldn't catch balls like that. So, uh, you know, I think they made the right choice with uh, with their decision there. The connection's real. Uh, give the boy, the the man, the award he deserves. And that kind of leads us to our next NFL Reacts poll. And this is something that I was thinking about during that Chiefs and Bengals game. Because in my opinion, if the Bengals do go out this offseason and spend some money and some resources to kind of boost their offensive line, we're going to be talking about this offense going into next season like this team is coming and this offense is ready to explode and they're you know they're already there they're already super young super exciting but jamar chase 
and T Higgins are both exceptional young NFL wide receivers that, you know, I, I want on as many dynasty rosters as possible. And a lot of successful dynasty rosters are going to have Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. So we asked which player combo would you rather have on your fantasy team next year, whether it be in dynasty or standard formats for the next three seasons, Jamar chase and T Higgins or Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Jamar chase and T Higgins actually won this vote with 55% Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are at 45%. And I actually don't think that's shocking at all because we've seen that T Higgins is a stud. He, he's a very, very good wide receiver and Jamar chase is an absolute superstar. Travis Kelsey and Tyree kill while they're both exceptional. And in my opinion, hall of fame caliber players, they're, trending towards the slide a, a little bit and these guys are ascending so I, I don't think it's crazy to pick jamar chase and t higgins over those two future hall of famers yeah i'll take i'll take jamar chase and t higgins all the way but i do love that the nfl reacts community voted these guys as closely as they did um because i do think despite the fact that uh you've got travis kelsey who is uh, not necessarily like, I don't think he's, he's wheels are turning as slowly as, as folks have made it. Um, he had a couple of down games this season and fantasy managers were ready to toss him off a cliff. Uh, and then guess what? He showed up and he literally won people, um, like a bid to their fantasy playoffs. So he showed all of you guys what he's capable of, uh, with one of the best tight end games of all time. Um, I don't think he is necessarily on his way out, but I do think the youth and the fact that both of these young receivers are tied to a, a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who in the second half of the season, he has emerged to look like a true franchise quarterback and the guy that they drafted him number one overall to be. So I, I'm going to take that duo there just with the the length of uh, you know, their, their opportunity to be within this offense, the success they're finding, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just too good and he makes everybody else around him too good. Uh, so obviously you're going to feed the ball to Travis Kelsey, Tyree kill, but, um, I, I just, I love that we can center this offense around these two young wide receivers. Yeah. The real answer is I want all of them. Uh, on my <laughs> fantasy teams but if i had to pick I, I don't think it would be so crazy for you to invest heavily in jamar chase and t higgins over tyree kill and, and travis kelsey our uh, next game the green bay packers at detroit lions the packers have already locked up the number one overall seed in the nfc but uh, according to head coach Matt LaFleur, they are expecting to play their starters. I, I don't know why. Um, it, it seems like a total waste. And I, I think you got to avoid the Packers a little bit in this one because maybe they do play just to like keep them fresh or, or whatever. Uh, the level that Aaron Rodgers is playing at right now, I, I don't think that he needs that. I don't think there's any reason to play him. But there's a very strong possibility that they play like the first quarter of this game and, and then don't play the rest of it. So I think you got to avoid your Green Bay Packers a little bit. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely a good call. But see, for me, the question mark, um, like obviously you have Devontae Adams, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have Aaron Jones. Um, but sort of I, I, I'm struggling to figure out where the tier breaks uh, in terms of um, who's going to start and who's going to sit. Cause those guys are obvious. Um, they're very obvious candidates to sit, uh, if they're not going to play a full game, but, um, like a player like AJ Dillon, who's emerged as a, a, a very, uh, viable option in their run game and has, has looked very good while doing it. Um, at what point do you look at him and say like, okay, we, we might not even see him. We might see Patrick Taylor, uh, in this outing and I, I'm just so curious as to, um, you know, where this drop off for wide receivers. Cause it's not like they have a, a, a bolsterous wide receiver core behind Devonte Adams. So I'm really interested to see how the reps shake up in this one. Yeah, it's, I, I would assume that Aaron Jones probably isn't going to play very much in this one just because, he was He's injured barely playing very much in general, guys. Yeah. He was injured midway through the year, and since coming back, he has not seen the same kind of workload. So 
I feel like AJ Dillon is the guy that they might lean on in, in this one. But again, they've been utilizing him so much. Like you said, like they might view him as a starting caliber player who doesn't need to get a lot of snaps in this game, but it is a fantastic matchup against a terrible Detroit lions run defense. So maybe AJ Dillon, like maybe he only plays the first half, but he still winds up going off and like having a, a, a big first half for you. It's, it's all it's all a risk at this point in this late into the season. That's why we don't extend our regular fantasy leagues to week 18 because there's there's too much guessing games and NFL coaches just don't want to be very honest uh, in the final <laughs> week of the regular season. The Tennessee no. Titans, we already mentioned that they're taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, the Titans have to win to grab that first round by it is worth mentioning that the Texans upset them not, not that long ago. And Ryan Tannehill had a bad game. He threw four interceptions in that performance. But I think the Titans are going to do everything that they have to to make sure they don't get upset and swept by the Houston Texans this year. Deontay Foreman's coming off a huge game. And the Titans offensive line is actually playing really well. You can run all over the Texans. Uh, I think Deontay Foreman is a guy that you want to get in your lineup. And I think you can take a chance on A.J. Brown, even though he's coming off of kind of a quiet game after that monster performance the week before. Other than that, uh, I don't think I want to take a chance uh, on anybody else in this game. And Derrick Henry's going to come back at some point. So the Titans really need that first round bye to give them some extra cushion to get uh, Henry back in the lineup. Yeah, this is going to be a really interesting one because, I mean, the Texans have been one of these teams that's just been kind of a thorn in everybody's side uh like their defense has actually been uh capable of generating turnovers uh got five turnovers against the titans at their last visit so i mean they might not actually go down without a fight because this game is in uh in houston right uh the first upset came uh, at home for the titans which is kind of crazy um it's it's just a really interesting narrative but I mean, they have so much to play for right now, especially uh, if you gain that first round by uh, that's just so key for a guy like Derrick Henry, but um, like Deontay Foreman in this outing, absolute stud. Um, you know, I, I think he's given the, the Titans that second half boost that they really need for this rushing game to uh, hold them over until they do have Derrick Henry healthy enough to come back. Yeah. I, I I hate the Titans offense sometimes. I do too. Uh, I do too. Rough. Ryan Tannehill has been a letdown this year. And, you know, it's you not think- exactly like a, uh, choosing um, members of the Tennessee Titans in like your daily lineups or even on your regular season rosters uh, outside of AJ Brown. It's not exactly a spa treatment, but it's like a chemical peel. I think I've never had one, um, but I've seen disgusting pictures of people who get chemical peels and they swear all of the pain is like worth it. Um, <laughs> but there, there could be some beauty underneath all of that monstrosity. Yeah. Julio Jones might play in this game. He's still no, working you. his way back. Uh, I don't think you can start Julio until we see something from him. If he's legitimately healthy for the postseason and they get Derrick Henry back, then all of a sudden this, Titans offense is a little bit more intriguing, but still a trap. Yeah, it's it's AJ Brown and it's Deontay Foreman and and nobody else. Um, You know, if you wanted to play a Texan, I I think it's Brandon Cooks and and that's it. Uh, Davis Mills has like been okay, I guess, if you really want to take a chance. But I'm not really willing to to dig that deep uh, down the list of quarterbacks this week. Yeah, Davis Mills, though. Um, shout out to Davis Mills, who's actually having a pretty solid rookie season. Uh, Davis Mills, can we officially say with confidence that he's better than Trevor Lawrence? I mean, stats are stats, man. I don't know. It's looking good. Um, no, because <laughs> despite, despite uh, Davis Mills' unfortunate circumstance playing for the Houston Texans organization, um, Trevor was in a worse situation somehow than the Davis Mills was. So credit to Davis Mills coming in, stepping up with very little talent on that team and actually putting together a strong rookie campaign. But the Jaguars, like the jokes on us, because the Jaguars were just still tanking for Trevor this season. We didn't, we just didn't know that they, they weren't 
going to ever stop tanking for Trevor. We'll see who who steps in at coach. Can they redeem uh, the the like son of man uh, Trevor Lawrence, who was just uh, like infallible coming out of the draft? We did see he's human, uh, but plenty plenty of time left there. But I do want to. I just want to give Davis Mills uh, some credit for. Uh, performing as well as he has, because it's not like they've got uh, a fantastic situation in terms of uh, just their their general organization either. Uh, like the Texans as a whole are a mess. Um, like quarterback position, they're just, they don't have weapons. Um, it's just, it's a tumultuous situation there. So I think for a rookie to come out and play without these kinds of weapons to play, um, as well as he has, uh, it's it's pretty encouraging, and I think you got to give him some nice pats on the back there. Yeah, I do think Texans head coach David Coley actually deserves a little bit of credit for this season because that's one of the worst rosters in football. And yes, the fact that they've won that many games at all, and Davis Mills has actually looked competent as a rookie quarterback, I think they deserve a little bit of credit uh, <laughs> for that because their their front office and, and leadership in Houston is arguably the worst in the NFL. So. It's a bad situation in Houston, but you mentioned Trevor Lawrence and we can run through this matchup before we take a quick timeout. The Indianapolis Colts taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. There are a lot of teams that are rooting for the Jags to somehow pull off this upset against the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts kind of hold the keys to uh, playoff scenarios in, in a way where if they somehow get upset in this football game, then we're talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers having a chance to get in if, if they can beat the Baltimore Ravens or the Ravens possibly having a chance to get in if the Colts lose and they need a couple other things to happen. Like there's a lot of circumstances riding on the Colts showing up and, and playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it's the Jags. And, and really, like you know, sometimes when you fire a coach midseason, you see the team kind of rally and and start playing better because they want to win football games for the guy that has to step in and take over. You haven't really seen any of that in Jacksonville. Like they're just, they're almost worse. Like they're, they're just a bad football team. They don't have a very talented roster. So it's very unlikely that they get upset in this game, but the Colts do need to win to make sure that they get into the playoffs. So Jonathan Taylor, if they get up big in this game, I would imagine that Jonathan Taylor is probably going to sit down, but I, I think you can still play him because He's Jonathan Taylor, and he's still got an opportunity to, to go nuts on one of the worst defenses in the league. And then I actually like Michael Pittman in this one, and, and Carson Wentz has been bad lately, but I, I would consider taking a flyer on him and Pittman just as like cheaper options in my lineups. Yeah, and Carson Wentz is a guy that, uh, you know, throughout the season, we've seen ups and downs, but um, in the first half of the year was actually very consistent for fantasy football um, didn't exactly have all of the upside that you would have hoped, but uh, throwing touchdowns at a, a 5.3% clip, which is great. Um, he's completing passes. You know, obviously last week he's uh, returning from the COVID list. So um, we don't really know. Uh, you know, it. We, we've seen a whole myriad of, uh, you know, effects from COVID, whether that be uh, in terms of like mental acuity, um, you know, just general fatigue as these guys return. Um, so we don't know if, if there was really any of that there, but um, I mean, they, they definitely have something, something to play for. And I mean, the Jaguars, this is the same, uh, same team that had upset uh, our Buffalo bills. So they are not, I mean, this is 2020 or I guess we're, we're 2022 now. Uh, I'm, I got to flip the page on my calendar, but I mean, this has been a kooky season. Would not be surprised at all if somehow the Jaguars rally for this one. Uh, but I, I do think that Carson Wentz against this defense um, should be a relatively safe play. And because he's been so down in the last several weeks, um, his salary is actually pretty affordable this week. So uh, definitely some intrigue there. Yeah, the Jags secondary has really been getting burned lately. So I wouldn't be shocked if that Colts coaching staff was like, we know we can run all over him with Jonathan Taylor. Let's get that lead. And then let's get Carson a little comfortable 
before the playoffs. Like we need to get him passing the football a little bit more effectively because you're going to get him in some rhythm, rhythm, baby. Yeah. You're going to have to do that in the postseason. So I wouldn't be shocked to, to see a little bit of that kind of approach from the Indianapolis Colts, but let's take a quick timeout. When we get back on NFL reacts, we'll get into a few more games that we think you can uh, plug into some of your lineups. And then of course we'll finish off the show with our pick three, get you set up for your daily lineups. It's coming up next. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Y'all about to get ready to roll, man. So y'all put the kids to bed. I'm betting one more. Over. Under. I'm betting on myself. Across the board. Welcome back into NFL Reacts. I'm Steven Serta of Arrowhead Pride, joined by Kate Majuk of DK Nation. Kate, the disgusting football game between the Washington football team and New York Giants. Uh, we're actually going to get a new name for the Washington football team here in the near future. But Oof. this game has absolutely no playoff implications. But Antonio Gibson did return from the COVID list this week, and he's expected to play, according to head coach Ron Rivera. It's a good matchup. The Giants have totally fallen apart with Mike Glennon as their quarterback. Joe Judge is hanging on by a thread. And Washington's like a a serviceable fantasy team. So I'm kind of tempted to play Antonio Gibson this week. What do you think? God. Uh, So here's the thing with Antonio Gibson. Um, I mean, he's he's made me just a little bit nervous all season long. Uh, there has been just some uh, there's been a lot of ups and downs uh, upside. Very, very high for Antonio Gibson. But the lows have just felt um, not not super great. Uh, my concern here would be if this game, uh, you know, maybe gets out of hand for um, the Giants, uh, does Washington uh slow things up throw Jarrett Patterson in there. Um, he's been capable. Uh, that is my concern here um, for, for Antonio Gibson. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as bullish here uh, as you are, but uh, it, I don't, oh, I don't know. His salary is rel- relatively affordable this week. Um, let's see. Uh, $5,800. Uh, so in terms of like a, a stud running back, it, it, that's, that's not so bad. Um, I think that the salary right there is where I, I say, okay. Yeah. But I'm not giant, super excited about it. Yeah. And I, I understand that, uh, that, that makes sense, but the giants have just been so bad lately. And it, it doesn't seem like Joe judge is making anything better by just lying during his post-game press conferences and making things up to uh, make himself feel better, better about how awful <laughs> they are as a team. So I, I do want to believe in Ron Rivera when he says that they're expecting to play Antonio Gibson. So I, I think that he's a guy that you could take a look at. I, I'm not taking a look at any New York giants in this game. You know, if nope. you're, if you were unlucky enough to draft a, a lot of giants this year, like Saquon Barkley or Kenny Galladay, or you got Kadarius Tony off of waivers and you're expecting big things from him, like it just totally imploded your lineup. Like I'm, I am so far off of the New York giants at this point. Yeah. There's only so many times uh, you can get burned by grabbing a hot pan before you stop grabbing the hot pan. 
Um, I'm just done with the hot pan. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to run to target, get some oven mitts and maybe I'll revisit them next year. But uh, you know, it, it, this is like the never ending story with the giants. Um, it's been just bleh, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. Just period. I, my one question though, for you, uh, I want to go back to Washington for one more, one more moment. What are we thinking about Terry McLaurin? Um, still like relatively, um, I feel like high price for where he's been, uh, performing, like he hasn't done much this season, averaging just 13 fantasy points per game, still priced up there at $6,200. So I think, uh, you know, in terms of value, you're not, not getting quite as much value as you'd like. And, uh, the floor has been pretty low. How do you feel about that price for Terry McLaurin coming into week 18? Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with Terry. I love his talent. I, I think he's an exceptional player. Um, until he gets a quarterback, I, I feel like we're going to keep having the same conversations with him as frustrating as it is. And yeah, he's basically just been a boomer bust player this season. And so it, it's a great matchup, but Again, his salary isn't cost effective enough to where I'm like, okay, I need to get him into my lineup over some other players that I, I know are going to have big roles this week. So, love Terry as a player. Um, I hope that his NFL career is prosperous and he develops into like the number one wide receiver that I know he can be. But I'm off of Terry in week 18 just because of how up and down it's been for him this season. For example, uh, we do have Michael Pittman uh, at $5,900. You could save uh, $300 uh, from downgrading from Pittman, or sorry, McLaurin to Pittman. Um, in the same sort of salary range, we've got Brandon Cooks in a, a relatively nice matchup there. Jalen Waddle, Tyler Lockett. All of these guys are in the same price range. Um, so I do think just with the the cost situation uh you'd be better off to pivot anywhere else yeah yes yeah i think i'd rather play all of those guys over there <laughs> this week but you gotta start you gotta start you gotta start terry uh go home yeah sorry it's just been that kind of year for terry but <laughs> let's get into this uh patriots dolphins game the new england patriots could actually still find themselves in a, in a crazy scenario where they grab a first round by they obviously need a lot of help, and that starts with the Buffalo Bills getting upset by the New York Jets. Uh, if the Bills somehow lose to the Jets, the Patriots would still win the AFC East, so they are expected to play their starters in this game. Uh, they, they need to take down the Dolphins to have a chance at winning the division, and Damian Harris did sit out the second half of last week's game with the hamstring injury, but he returned to practice this week, and it seems like he's going to be good to go. I think if he does get the nod, you got to play him just because of the way they've been utilizing him in the red zone lately. Like he is getting all of these touchdowns, even when he's not being super effective on the ground. And that's the kind of points you want to bank on, especially in a week like this. So I think Damian Harris is a guy you can definitely get in your lineup. And I really like Ramondre Stevenson. Um, you know, it's basically been kind of a, a two headed backfield over the back half of the season. And both those guys are really talented. So I, I think they're both guys that you can uh, find a way to squeeze into your lineup this week. Uh, yeah, I do think that, um, you know, in terms of like touchdown upside, it definitely seems like Damian Harris has has the leg up there. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, I'm kind of surprised you don't get quite as much salary relief there. He's priced out uh, at $5,900 this week, which uh, just about $1,000 less than Damian Harris. But Still kind of uh, surprising for somebody technically working in a backup role. But again, he's the guy that we've seen a lot of upside from throughout the season. Um, and especially if you're you're limiting any reps from Damian Harris, just, uh, you know, to try to keep him healthy as you look to uh, make a postseason run. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson could be a guy that just gets some pretty continuous work um, and ends up being one of the safer uh, safer players with a relatively high upside. And you mentioned Jalen Waddle, and obviously Jalen Waddle is spectacular uh, as a rookie wide receiver. I love his game. It, it's hard to love the Dolphins offense overall, but they have made it a point to feed him when he is in the lineup. This is a tough matchup 
uh, against a very good Patriots secondary, but he did score a touchdown against them all the way back at the start of the season. So I'm a little scared uh, about Jalen Waddle because of the whole Belichick takes away your best player type of thing, but he's going to get the target. So if I am kind of in a, in a crunch or in a bind or whatever, I would try to find a way to get him into my lineup just because of the volume that I think he's going to get. Yeah. He said 10 or more targets uh, and I believe five of his last eight games. It's really hard to find uh, other options like that. I mean, the, the PPR upside um, just absolutely massive. Uh, he's he's been catching a lot of footballs too, not just uh, like last week excluded against the Titans. Um, he's been very efficient uh, with the targets that he has received. Um, I do think just from a volume basis, it's really hard uh, to to sit Waddle in any capacity because I just don't know that there's any wide receiver that's getting as consistent a target share uh, as he is. And you know what? Like looking back, it was week one that he he had this game against the Patriots. And that's that's definitely before we sort of saw him come on uh, and have a really strong second half of the season. So kind of kind of interested in Waddle, but I I understand the hesitancy. Um, Let's uh, let's say, would you rather play Jalen Waddle or Michael Pittman? I'd rather go Pittman this week. Okay. Yeah, I, I I just think it's a better matchup. I feel more confident in it, I think. And yeah, I love Waddle. I think he's a stud. But again, that that Patriots defense knows now that like this is the only guy we really got to worry about in this offense. So I I think they're going to try to do a lot to limit what he can do this week. Uh, The New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think this game's pretty simple. The Bills have to win to win the division. So they're going to play their starters. Uh, so I, I think you can deploy those guys as you normally would. And Devin Singletary's actually got a lot of upside, I think, this week. He, he's been their most effective back this season, and, and he's really taken over as the lead in the uh, in the recent weeks. Yeah, he's he's definitely taken over as the bell cow. Um, the biggest issue for any of these Bills running backs has just been uh, that sort of constant rotation that the coaching staff goes through. But um, it's it's pretty solidly been Devin Singletary's uh, workload. And I mean, he's a guy that uh, we've seen, you know, be be relatively efficient, is able to um, just have some of these really explosive runs. And it doesn't hurt that you have uh, a very efficient rushing quarterback working alongside you. Um, it, it's definitely an intriguing matchup. And I mean, the Jets, it, it's been the team to play your running back running backs against literally all season long yeah so uh, i don't think you need to speculate all that much there i I think just try to deploy your buffalo bills where you can get them into those lineups uh the new orleans saints at atlanta falcons huge game for the saints they have to win and they need the 49ers to lose to get into the playoffs um it's a favorable matchup for Taysom hill and you know he is not a good thrower of the football, but <laughs> all of his upside comes with his rushing ability. So I think he's got an opportunity there. I'm curious how you feel about Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara did not help you make a late season playoff run this year. So I'm curious how you feel about him this week in week 18. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, he's just one of these, these uh, very, very high upside uh, running backs that I feel like sort of regardless of uh, how much production he actually puts on the field. Uh, he's a guy that we don't see much adjustment in terms of, of his salary. You don't really get to a point where uh, his salary is any specific value. Um, he's had 13 or fewer carries in four of his last five games. That's a very far cry from what we saw at the beginning of the season where he was seeing 20 plus touches of, just on a continuous basis, the upside is there, but I mean, he is the, uh, if you're just looking at the Sunday slate, he is the third most expensive running back option. Uh, And I just don't think with the, the workload that we've seen uh, that I'm comfortable making that kind of investment, uh, especially with some of the, the cheaper options on the board, give me like a, 
a Devin Singletary for some salary cap relief. Give me uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I'd rather get some of these value guys in who um, maybe don't have quite as high a ceiling, but uh, they they definitely could get the job done for you. Uh, he had 104 scrimmage yards uh, and a touchdown in their first game this uh, first matchup this season. That was in Week Nine, but again, just to look at like what he's done recently, he's just not been the bell cow that you're kind of banking on. Yeah. The saints are all defense right now. Like they're just, we're going to try to just brick wall you on the defensive side of the ball, because we know we just don't have the horses this season on offense. So I I agree with you. It's hard to trust Alvin Kamara, uh, especially at his price this week, based on what we've seen from him recently. The Carolina Panthers take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians has said that they are planning on playing their starters this week. Bucks are super banged up headed into the postseason, so I don't really know why they're playing their starters with all the injuries that they've built up. Uh, We know everything that's happened this week with Antonio Brown and all the drama surrounding that. They're basically down to Mike Evans and Cyril Grayson as like their top wide receivers in this matchup. Uh, Gronk has still been getting plenty of targets from Brady. So if if they're both going, I don't trust they're going to play the entire game. And I think the same goes for Mike Evans, who's still dealing with a hamstring injury, but Mike Evans is going to be their top wide receiver if he he gets a full snap count. So I think you could take a look at him, but I'm kind of more on like the, just take a dart throw at Cyril Grayson and see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. They've got just a whole, whole slew of options uh, there that you can just kind of Again, spin the wheel. Um, you know, all of them are going to be similarly priced. So it's just sort of a matter of uh, who you trust in that capacity. But I think the most interesting question mark uh, for the Bucks is the running back position. We know um, that Ronald Jones, uh, I don't believe he's formally been ruled out, if that's correct. Um, but I feel like he's unlikely to play. He's got an injury. Um, so that leaves Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell as the next men up in this lineup. Keyshawn Vaughn, we finally saw, what was it, 55-yard touchdown, um, and that sort of like sealed his one one successful game as a buck. But um, how do you feel about Le'Veon Bell in this contest? He comes in at $5,000 this week. Um, We obviously know he's got plenty of receiving upside. Last week saw three targets got all three of those uh, for receptions, 30 yards, um, just wasn't very involved on the ground, wasn't efficient on the ground. So how do you feel? Which one of these guys would you rather start at their current price point? Neither. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather just avoid it altogether. Um, um, monkey wrench to your head. Uh, and I will swing. If you don't pick one, you have to pick one. I guess Keyshawn Vaughn in that circumstance. Um, but I'd rather just avoid it altogether. And, you know, our, our next game, the Niners at the Rams, like if it comes down to that, and I understand like the value of trying to sneak those guys into your lineup, but I would rather go for the games where I know teams are playing for something. And, you know, yeah, he may very like Keyshawn Vaughn or Le'Veon Bell may very well have huge games and I'll, I'll regret this later, but I would rather just avoid that in my lineup and, and try to attack a matchup like the Niners at the Rams where San Francisco has to win to get into the playoffs. The Rams can still clinch the division if they win. And if they wind up losing, then Arizona could still win the division. So like, this is a game where, you know, they're going to deploy their starters and, and both teams are, are going to be trying to win this football game. And, you know, Elijah Mitchell, there's a chance that he is active in this game. And we've seen what a stud he can be when he's there. And if he doesn't play, then I would like, I would rather put Jeff Wilson in who, you know, hasn't been great when he's gotten the starts this season, but in that Kyle Shanahan run game, like I I would rather bank on Jeff Wilson than Keyshawn Vaughn or Le'Veon Bell at this point. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's pretty fair. Um, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, he's been so good when he's actually been on the field. The issue just, it really has been health. But um, if he is active for this game, I do think uh, we're going to see a commitment to Elijah Mitchell averaging 17.2 DraftKings points per game. 
Uh, and he's at a salary point of $6,000 this week. Like what a freaking bargain. Uh, he's, he's less costly than, um, you know, like, a, a you know, Cordero Patterson, James Connor. Uh, it like, I feel like he's just a nice, uh, really nice value. Um, and he's, he's at the right price point for, I think that risk to be worth it. Um, but definitely you need to make sure he's active. Uh, if he's inactive, you, and you have him plugged in, you have plenty of other options in a similar price range. Um, you know, like, a, a Naeem Hines, maybe he'll get some cleanup work. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson just behind him at $5,900. DeAndre Swift, um, there's plenty of other options that you could make that swap uh, should he be inactive. But I think the price point there is is definitely low enough that you should take the risk. Yeah, if he's active, uh, I'm going to have Elijah Mitchell in like all of my lineups. Uh, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure he is in every single lineup I probably put It might up. be chalk, but like it's going to be the best chalk you ever eat. Yes, for sure. Without a doubt. Uh, on Delicioso. the Rams. <laughs> on the Rams side, um, you know, Matthew Stafford has kind of been struggling lately and making some questionable decisions, but this 49er secondary is banged up. They are very thin in the secondary. So I do think the Rams are going to have plenty of opportunity to throw in this game and try to get Stafford right headed into the playoffs. So I don't mind Stafford, obviously Cooper cup, absolute stud but i am curious how you feel about odell beckham who's been so touchdown dependent and then like a van jefferson who we were kind of starting to feel confident in van jefferson a couple of weeks ago and then now it's kind of fallen back off of a cliff so i don't know if you can trust van jefferson um how about we talk we save and bench this topic uh for i don't know maybe a a couple more minutes until we get into our pick three segment Perfect. Cam Akers might actually get some run in this game, but I don't think that is the craziest storyline of all. And we didn't even hit on that one. But uh, my question, what are you thinking about uh, like his potential for seeing an actual workload? Um, He's coming in at $4,700 on DraftKings this week. I don't think he sees enough work in his first game back uh, to make him worth the play. But is that, a price point that you're intrigued by at all? I mean, yeah. If I, if they were like, you know, we're going to try to get him some, some serious run in this game, then yeah, I, I would be, but I, I agree with you. I don't think that you can trust they're, they're going to, you know, give him 15 touches or something like that. Like, I, I think this is going to be Sony Michelle's backfield this weekend. So he'd be the running back that I would try to get into my lineup if I was going to go for any running back in this offense. But I just want to see him on the field and like see him look good. So I, you know, I'm just hoping he gets like five touches or something and maybe breaks off like a 15 yard run. Like that's all I want to see out of cam makers this weekend. Yeah. Give him, give him a little bit of confidence and uh, just make him feel good and, and trust that, that uh, heel and that Achilles and, uh, just get him a little warmed up for the postseason. I think that's the way to go. We do this each and every week. We give you one quarterback, one wide receiver, and one running back to try to get you some value in your daily lineups. It is the pick three. Pick me. One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Pick three is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Kate, your pick three quarterback to start us off for week 18. All right. We teased this guy a little bit earlier, and it's not somebody I'm feeling super great about, but... Uh, you guys know I love the uh, the gross quarterbacks just to try to find salary cap relief elsewhere. Um, I am looking at Carson Wentz against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is a must-win game, uh, absolutely must-win. Uh, he's been he's been down lately, and Stephen, I really like the narrative that you mentioned about uh, trying to get him going within the playoffs. Obviously, like 
they they might not get a ton of run out of Jonathan Taylor should he be sitting, but I do think they need to open things up a bit for Carson Wentz. Uh, he's shown a, a relatively like safe uh, floor for most of the season, um, you know, averaging right around like 17 points per game, which I think uh, when you're looking at a salary of $5,800, uh, I, I don't mind that. Yeah, I, I think that the Colts are going to be able to put up a lot of points this weekend. So I think the Carson Wentz is a fine addition to your lineup. My pick three quarterback is Taysom Hill. And as I already mentioned in the show, I'd like to make it clear that I do not think Taysom Hill is a good quarterback. I think <laughs> he is an awful passer, but the Saints need to win to get in the playoffs. And he, I feel like he's got such a safe floor with his rushing ability. He feels like an easy play. The Falcons defense has struggled against rushing quarterbacks all throughout the season. He's 6,200. So I think he's got a safe floor in this one in your lineup that gives you a little bit more upside if he can, you know, find the end zone a couple of times. And then that gives you a little bit more breathing room for the rest of your lineup to try to add some more uh, expensive guys who have a higher ceiling than a Taysom Hill does. Your pick three running back, Kate. All right, I'm going to roll with Samaje P. Ryan. Uh, we've we talked about the Bengals and the fact that they are um, probably sitting, uh, you know, the starters. It doesn't sound like they're they're too motivated, even with the Chiefs loss to get them in there. But um, Samaje P. Ryan, he is going to get the start this week with Joe Mixon out. And uh, looking at his salary price this week, fifty three hundred dollars. Uh, I do think he's uh, one of the least expensive options this week that could emerge uh, with, you know, at least 15 touches. Uh, and this is a Browns defense that's just, uh, they they got absolutely gashed uh, by Najee Harris last week. I am not comparing Samaje Piran to Najee Harris, uh, but I, I do think that, I mean, this is just a team that um, they know their season is done. It, they they might be not all that inclined uh, to tackle Samaje P. Ryan as aggressively as they would uh, should this be an actual competitive game. Yeah, it's been a really disappointing season for the Browns. I, I think they're totally checked out. So Samaje P. Ryan feels like he's going to get a, a hefty amount of carries this weekend. My pick three running back is Deontay Foreman. Foreman's only $5,700 in we know Derrick Henry's not returning just yet, but they did activate his practice window. So they're playing for that first round bye to give themselves an extra week to make sure Derrick Henry is good to go so the Titans can try to make a playoff run. But Foreman, it is his backfield for the time being. He didn't do much in the first matchup against the Texans, but Ryan Tannehill was absolutely awful in that game, threw four interceptions, and, and was just bad. And so they wound up being down early in that game and were never really able to claw their way out of it. I don't expect that to be the case in this one. I don't expect Ryan Tannehill to throw four interceptions. So I think Foreman is going to see plenty of carries just like he did last week. So I, I think that that's going to be a huge opportunity for him this week. I, I just think that he's got a really good chance against this poor Texans run defense. Your pick three wide receiver, Kate. I'm going with Odell Beckham Jr. I told you we'd be bringing it back uh, to the Rams who have so much to compete for. Uh, but Odell Beckham Jr. sitting at $5,800 this week. Uh, and looking at what he's done uh, since becoming a Ram, uh, he's he's been fantastic, excluding his first game with the team where he played very few snaps. Uh, he's ranked second in the team in targets, um, has had five touchdowns, which is matching. Cooper Cup uh, in production. And you know what? We've seen him get just as many end zone targets as Cooper Cup. The The opportunity for him to score has been there. I know you, you are nervous. He's touchdown dependent. Um, but I do like this, this matchup for him. I think this is uh, a, a matchup that you can exploit. Um, and just the the upsides there. I mean, we're, we're seeing the Odell Beckham of, of yesteryear. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in on Odell and I'm hashtag team Odell uh, from here, here now on. Yeah. As we mentioned that Niners secondary is really beat up. So yes. I think Odell Beckham's got a, a very nice opportunity this weekend. My pick three wide receiver is Brandon cooks. Uh, 
I guess for some reason, I'm really in on this Titans and Texans game. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Cooks, is he's just been the top target in this offense all year. You know he's going to get volume. Davis Mills loves him. He's going to be looking at him the entire game. And the Titans secondary just isn't very good. It, it struggled to stop opposing wide receivers all season long. So I, I think this is going to be a game where the Titans really try to put up points and the Texans are going to have to throw the football a lot. I think that means good things for Brandon Cooks, who should see a ton of volume. He's only 6,300 on DraftKings. So I love Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think you should absolutely get him into your lineup this week. But that's week 18 uh, across the National Football League. Thank you guys so much for listening to NFL Reacts. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing on the SB Nation NFL show. Also, make sure you subscribe to the SB Nation NFL YouTube page. We've got a ton of new content coming out over there and you can also subscribe and review on spotify so we ask that you guys please do that for us here at the sb nation nfl show you can follow Kate on twitter at ff ball blast i'm steven serta that's where you can find me we'll talk to you guys in the nfl playoffs <laughs>